Moses was an incredibly versatile man with a wide arrangement of life experiences pushing him towards that final moment with God in the desert. After 40 years spent in preparation for his calling, and after 40 years of wandering in the desert, and after one final task before being led into the promised land, Moses failed the test that the Lord had set before him. He struck the rock instead of speaking to it and as a result God declared that he would not see the land his people were about to inherit. It's an incredibly sad moment, watching a man of God reach the precipice of everything his life had been leading towards only to have it taken away. Moses, at least to me, feels like the kind of man whose heart was usually in the right place but whose level of submission wasn't quite at the same level as his faith in God. It's hard to verbalize quite why, but there are a few examples in Scripture where we find him in such a state and I think it's important to examine them. The first time we see this expressed in Scripture is when Moses, as a now-grown adult, goes out to his people and sees an Egyptian taskmaster beating a Hebrew, Exodus 1 11-15. He was moved upon with anger and anxiously looked this way and that, already purposing in his heart that he would murder this man, this is another post entirely but compare this to David purposing in his heart to not kill Saul when he was hiding in the caves in 1 Samuel 24-28. Upon seeing no one, he killed him and hid him in the sand. His heart was hurting for his people. The Hebrew man inside of him probably knew how easily it could have been him being beaten had he not been taken into Pharaoh's house. Nobody had asked Moses to step in, but Moses took it upon himself to act on their behalf. This is a moment that neither Moses nor God ever forgot because the very next day Moses goes again to his people and asks the Hebrews why they are fighting one another only to realize that someone had found out what he had done. So he flees, and for the next forty years dwells in the land of Midian. Here's what I love though. God never forgot Moses's desire for his people. I spoke about it elsewhere, but oftentimes God will return our earliest passions to us in the proper time, knowing that this time, our will would align with his in its entirety. Because God didn't want to just save one Hebrew man God wanted to save them all. So he allowed Moses to spend the next 40 years in preparation to return to that moment. Only this time when Moses would return, he wouldn't be saving anyone in his flesh, but he would be saving everyone through the leading of his spirit. His heart was in the right place, but that first time he sought no wise counsel from the Lord. But then, after much easing of fears and just a hint of anger from God's side, Moses and Aaron and their families set off to save the Israelites and bring them out from under the mighty hand of Pharaoh. And save them they do, but the desert was not without its share of troubles. The desert is where we see for a second time in Scripture his heart being in the right place, but this time something else incredible occurs in addition to Moses' anger afterwards. Moses quells God's anger on behalf of the people before he goes down off the mountain. I know that this has happened before with Abram and his brother Lot, when Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, but, Abram never angered after he advised the Lord to let go of his wrath for the sake of his brother. But Moses goes down off the mountain, fully knowing what to expect, and as soon as he sees the golden calf and his brother Aaron, he flies into a rage. After breaking to pieces both the calf and the covenant that the Lord himself wrote into the stone, he makes the Israelites drink their God. Then, upon further instruction from the Lord, called together the Levites and had them slay three thousand of their family members as a covenant of blood to not leave their service to God. And then, Moses goes back up the mountain and a plague sent from God further decimates his people. The full story is found in Exodus 32, and I highly suggest you read it in its entirety. But Moses, whose heart burned with anger in sync with the lords against the people of Israel that day, stood up for them for the purpose of preserving the promise and then immediately turned towards his flesh as soon as he saw those things firsthand. Perhaps I'm misreading it and God channeled his anger through Moses for a purpose, but I digress. If someone is willing to correct me, I will happily submit to it and update this accordingly. The last time I see this happen is right at the edge of the promised land, 
but it's not even about the moment that he strikes the rock instead of speaking to it. It's about the lead up to that moment the previous decades and complaints and giving it his all building to a crescendo in the conversation God has with him when Moses goes into the tent of meeting, once again on behalf of the people. What he once so willingly did by sticking up for the Hebrew man in his youth, is now done with bitterness and resentment at a command that never changed in all the years he had been with them. Lead my people. Let me show you what I've learned from this point in Moses' life. Galatians 6 9 warns us not to be weary in our well-doing because we will reap what we sow in our due season. Moses is a great example of a man that was submitted to God, had a heart for his people, but ultimately let the years he spent in sacrifice pull him away from his promise. That, to me, is the saddest part of Moses' life. Knowing that I can spend my entire life, year after patient year, in service to God and operating in His purpose, only to let my heart be hardened on the verge of the total fulfillment of promise. God knows both the intentions and the desires of our hearts, but at some point your submission needs to be greater than your desire to be used. His ways are higher than our ways, in all things and in all seasons. It was in Moses' middle years of service that we most often find his heart aligned with God's will. This week, I would encourage you to seek his face and ask him for the strength to keep going with a joyful heart as long as it takes, until we are taken home. For additional insight, there's an amazing sermon on Moses called The Devil in 3D by Stephen Furtick linked below, https colon slash slash elevationchurch.org slash sermon slash the devil in 3D slash.